Come on. Come yeah. on. There it is. Good morning, everybody. AK, what's going on? How you doing, man? How's San Diego? Uh, it's good. It's good. I've seen none of it. I just came uh, straight to uh, straight <laughs> to work here. Um, I was told by sure, Emily and Greg. Sure, Secret agent stuff. Yep. Great. I was told by Emily and Greg, do not enjoy it at all. Don't even don't even think about coming anywhere close to coastal. So I'm just following the rules, AK. That's all I'm doing. I mean, we don't picture any of these uh, finger quote excursions that you go on <laughs> pleasure at all. They're all business. <laughs> of course. They're all black ops. They're all off the grid. We understand. Listen, maybe I'm in San Diego. Maybe I'm not. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm not going to give well, up too much information. That black curtain behind you reveals nothing. It reveals nothing. Right. And I love the text of, like, you have some things to take care of. And Again, Thanks. you have some things to take care of, as in people, that you need to take care of, as in whack. He has, he has things to dispose of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Slee, I, I'm, I'm happy exactly for your mission. Right. I hope it's going well. Yeah. No, I'll keep you guys posted um, on the details. Probably not, but I will just we'll play it that way. <laughs> um, Laura in the house today. Laura, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing well. Okay, so so we got and we got half the team here. Yeah. And then we got, you know, obviously as strong as it gets with AK and Laura as well. So Okay, Travis wait, out. Slee, Slee, what the yeah. heck is up with this? Why am I the only one that's working both the Rams game and our show? This is a, like a lack of accountability for the rest of the crew. Jorge's not here, Travis isn't here, but I will see them later today. So they're Did all gonna ask, be well rested. Was there any question to Trav? Like, hey Trav, uh, talk to me, my brother. What um, you know, we got the show in the morning. Yeah. Why are you did you ask him anything? I'm not load managing over here. I am going to play every single game, every minute of every single game. And uh, Trav is load managing. He's trying to, I mean, his voice, he gets injured. He's maybe not so AD, but he is LeBron. He's aging. He's old. He likes to carry his uh, throat. Yeah. Corey, on the other hand, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Well, I'll tell you what happened. They both, AK, were part of the in-season tournament, mm. and it's it's the comp of the in-season. <laughs> so right now, they are they, they hit their high, and now they're just trying to get through the rest of the season, AK. You know what I'm talking about? Which one of them is the Pacers and which one of them is the Lakers? Because they both have been losing. <laughs> they're the both the Lakers. Year. They're both the Lakers. Yeah, Jorge can be the Pacers. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just an awful one-and-four stretch. Okay, so... Are you guys all done with your Christmas show? Like, are you guys all set? I feel like you guys are all responsible. AK, I'm not 100% sure if you're the guy that's going in at Christmas Eve or not, but I'm just going to assume Laura and Emily, you guys are all set for Christmas. Are you guys all done with all your shopping? I am. I was done like 10 days ago. I, okay, I, I kind of get it done really quickly because I, you know, I send it all across the country, and so mm-hmm. it's all working itself out i do have my sister one of my sister's gifts is coming the day that i leave and so i'm very worried about that gift's safety but uh yeah no i I get i get all of mine done really early laura where are you on this i'm completely done everything wrapped i am i need to know what i'm gonna get i'm very thoughtful giver so it takes a lot for me and uh i'm also a bargain shopper so black friday is my favorite Mm, same so i get a lot of things really early and i'm like done no stress for December. Okay, AK, you're going to basically, you're kind of the deciding factor on this because either this is just simply put, women are just so much more organized and they get things done in advance. They don't procrastinate, at least when it comes to shopping and everything else, or uh, I'm just an idiot. So which one do you fall into? So, I mean, bring me into this conversation a little more. What are we buying gifts for? 
Like what? What's the occasion? Is there something going on? Like what? I, I'm a little lost where we're going with all. This. Yeah, you're actually, you're right. Yeah, no, no. This that that actually makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Makes more sense now. I think an anniversary. I think it's large. I think it's largely done. I my wife and I sort of confer on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really largely just stuff for our daughter. Um, you know, I might look around a little bit more over the next couple of days, but the base foundation has been handled and. I'm not allowed to wrap anything. I can't wrap gifts to save really? money. Really? I am so bad at wrapping, too. I cannot do it. Well, do you I guys mean, pay? Do you guys go to the mall? And no, I, my, my sister does. My sister's I've, the I've elf of our house. To the mall. <laughs> like, no. No. No, because yeah, you know why? That. No child cares. No, they don't. <laughs> they do, the only person in our house who cares is my wife, and she does it really well. Like She's next level at wrapping stuff. Like I think the way I wrap it, it looks fine. Because Not for it's her, just huh? there oh, no, I'm to awful. get opened. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm awful. How bad are you? Uh, I won't even, like, I'm at the point where, and it's been like this for years, I'm not even attempting to rap. So either I am. So you're pushing this all on Lady Slee? Either Lady Slee is going to do it, and if I got to get her Rookie. stuff wrapped, whoever's at the mall, there, there's definitely malls that are doing the wrappings, and I'm getting completely, okay. completely um, used and abused as far as what it costs to do it, but it's worth every dime. So you're, so funding, somebody's that, doing you're it. funding that sham industry. Like it's basically <laughs> Wait, no, 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 it's not a sham because I, I'll make uh, a ink or whatever LLC of Laura real quick. I rap really, really nice. So okay. you can do a donation. <laughs> so to it's Laura's not a sham LLC. if Laura does it. <laughs> Laura, yeah. I'm telling you, if you put out there. I'm going to um, send you a picture of my tree sleeve so you can see I color coordinate stuff too. Look, this is the organization I'm talking about. Because this is this is where I was basically getting to. I'm not done with my shopping, which means tomorrow I'm gonna be at the mall. That I, in I'm an gonna undisclosed be city. Uh, what's that? In an undisclosed <laughs> city. Yeah. Within the Keith. state of California. Downtown. I will somewhere. be at a mall within the state of California. But I, I I am that guy, and this is kind of tradition. Everybody has tradition, right? The Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. The uh, the the Commanders play on Thanksgiving. Lakers playing Christmas. Exactly. I am usually at the mall either a couple of days before Christmas or on Christmas Eve. I will say this as a kind of a trained professional when it comes to this. Christmas Eve, I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to the mall on Christmas Eve. It's really not a headache at all. Yeah, There's because not, people are with their families. Everybody already did it. <laughs> people are enjoying the the season. Everybody already did it. They're getting ready for church or whatever they're going to be doing. I'm walking around whistling and skipping, and I could go Amazing. from from any store uh, but, moving forward. But tomorrow, that's going to be a hellhole. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be bad. You, know, we were talking about wrapping. I just recently learned that underneath the wrapping paper is that grid yeah. that you can use to line oh. up. Like, I had no idea. That's fancy yep. paper. I had... Ghetto paper don't have that grid. <laughs> really? Yeah, the cheap one don't have I it. I mean, damn, Andy. Wrapping... Well, I mean... Must be nice, yeah, bro. Yeah, you got that money, bro. <laughs> Jeez. I, I just figured most wrapping paper was like $100 a roll. Like, right, exactly. I, you can buy it with your gold coins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I figured you needed credit references for most course, wrapping paper, yeah. correct? Yes, but, I mean, we're not buying expensive wrapping paper. And this is pretty. you also have to only have three pieces of tape. That's what you do. You have three pieces of tape at all times. That's that's all you need. You need one on each side and then one in the middle. I just oh, don't, I don't you know what it is. I have no idea that grid was there. I, it's more. It's more the. Ak, are you patient for stuff like that? I mean, that's a you mean like to do it perfectly? Yeah, like I don't think I'm, I'm capable. I'm, I'm, it's not a patience thing. I mm-hmm. I just. 
it's a spatial awareness and I guess planning ahead part of that spatial awareness. Every time I feel like I'm giving myself like too much paper mm-hmm. to fold over and it turns out it's never enough. <laughs> I just don't see this thing well. But at so least now, you try. now you're cutting other paper and you're trying to just tape it on. And no, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, well, recently mm-hmm. I had to wrap a Hanukkah gift for my daughter because we were coming up on lighting the candles, and my wife was stuck in a work meeting, and I had to do it myself. And I followed the grid, and I thought I was doing this really artfully, and that it was going to look lovely. And as it turned out, I had to put the thing with the wrapped part face down, like where everything was taped and whatever. No way! It comes out lumpy. I don't know how, but I managed to make this really. really <laughs> I'm going to start make I'm, it lumpy either. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to start wow. putting gifts in Ralph's paper bags. I'm just going to start doing that. I think AK. <laughs> then I'm I'm kind of I'm thinking ahead here. There's a handle to it. People then don't have to worry about ripping it apart. I think that's the smart thing to do. No, I'm 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 absolutely awful when it comes to some of that stuff. And I got tomorrow. I, I I'm not done. I mean, I did some. Most of it I did online, but there's still a couple things I got to go get. So I will be uh, one of the the few and the brave at the mall tomorrow trying to uh, trying to make it happen. Right. It, and about the wrapping too. It's like mm-hmm. women aren't necessarily born <clears throat> knowing how to wrap paper. We just learn and we try and we get better at it. You know, that's what everybody could do. Everyone can learn and try and get better. Well, not everyone. YouTube. I can promise you, not everyone. <laughs> I yeah, wrapped that... a candle. Like yeah, a yeah. cylinder calendar. Mm-hmm. I went on YouTube and right. it's like the best way to wrap a candle and I was like, oh, okay. See, that works. Came out really nice. You learn and you be patient and you try. I'm looking at this photo <laughs> Laura just sent all of us of her Christmas tree. It Honestly, if you took everything, picked it up and moved it to a mall, you would yeah. not know any difference. Like it oh, is this that looks much amazing. precision. I can see it's honestly incredible. Thank you. I put a lot of thought <laughs> this into this. Is it. basically when you walk into Bloomingdale's. This yes. is it. Okay, this is I, it. you guys are sweet, but there's like pockets where I was like, "Oh, I don't like how this looks." I don't. But you know, my boyfriend's like, "You need to stop. It looks really, really nice." It does, look and it's really all just nice. going to be ripped open <laughs> eventually. But yeah. the tree, but the tree looks really good. Is that a real tree or a fake tree? It's a fake tree. Fake yeah. tree. Wow. Yeah, I can't do a real tree. You can't do a real tree. No, because it's too messy. Like, and then you gotta put Don't the water. Don't you want the smell? Like, that's the only thing. Yankee and, and listen, candle. I'm telling you, growing up as in the uh, Sliwa household in El Cajon, it was fake tree every year, and I don't think they even had any idea what a real tree was. But I try to go real tree. Something about the smell. Like, something about the smell kind of is, is my selling point for me. There's like, there are literally things you can hang on your tree that make it smell like it's a real tree. I don't like it, but like I have a car, yank. Those car wash air fresheners? No, yes. not the right. car wash. I'll take the lemon. Let me do the lemon this time. No, no but there's, like, I literally New have a Yankee smell. candle that's, like, Christmas tree smelly, well, They whatever. usually have fir tree, though. Like, that's usually yeah. one of the actual yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Like, you could actually use those car wash ornaments to make your tree smell like I'll a tree. Really? Yeah, true. I like that, AK. I like I that. It. Okay, so we got... I mean, what a busy day today. I mean, M is rolling up her sleeve. She's going to be working the Rams Corona Extra Countdown to uh, kickoff, which starts, by the way, at 3.15. Pre-game show for the Lakers coming up. They're in Minnesota, and they're just looking, I guess, apparently, AK, to stack up as many losses as they can after the <laughs> in-season tournament. They're not filling um, their cups. <laughs> that starts at uh, 4.30. Tip-off's going to be at 6. Um, this game, by the way, so Rams are going to be on 710 ESPN. Lakers are going to be on KRLA. 
Lakers-LA-AM 870, or just click on that Lakers tile on the ESPN LA app, and you can uh, stream the game as well. So, Same for the Rams, too. You can click on the Rams tab, and you can listen there, too. So you can stream both games, you or go. you can listen on Terrestrial Radio. Okay, when we come back, let's spend a little time on the Lakers. Um, they're 1-4 and four since uh, the in-season tournament. I thought there was an interesting quote coming out of uh, from Derek Fisher yesterday from Spectrum Sportsnet um, explaining where the Lakers are. D'Angelo Russell, I know, AK, you and I both want to get into where his psyche is and, and how does he get out of his slump. So we'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show, AK in the house on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. T-Raj out today. He is uh, still be there for the for the um, Rams pregame show coming up uh, tonight against the Saints. Uh, Thursday night football, Rams in a fantastic position, 7-7 seven and seven record, but two very winnable games, and then we'll see if that final game means anything to the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, Lakers got a game coming up against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the T-Wolves' best record in the Western Conference. Um, AK, it, it's funny, you know, we've been, I don't know how you felt, but I thought after the in-season tournament, and it had nothing to do with the actual in-season tournament. It just had more to do with felt like the Lakers were playing some good basketball. Health was starting to come back. You're starting to see guys, okay, hey, Vando looks like he's going to make his appearance, um, which he eventually did. Rui, I know, was in and out of the lineup, but he was going to come back. Cam Reddish. So it's fair to start feeling incredibly optimistic about the Lakers. They... Won the in-season tournament, but more, more importantly, they were winning regular season games, and they were starting to play good defense. They were starting to get their guys um, available and healthy, and it looked like there was a trajectory where if you go look at the next five games, they had Dallas, two against San Antonio, the New York Knicks at home, and the Chicago Bulls. All right, let's go. Momentum is building for the Lakers. Here we are sitting today. They're 1-4. and four. In their last five games, I'm, I'm going to read something to you here because I think this is the part that tells a lot about the story. They gave up 127 to the Mavs, 119 to the Spurs, 129 to the Spurs, 114 to the Knicks, and then last night against the Bulls, another 124. They seem like they're all over the place. I don't really have a reason or an answer of why they're playing such bad basketball right now, but what do you make of these last five games for the Lakers, and then we'll get specifically into that Bulls game. I mean, I do think there is an element of they were not just playing really well during the IST, 
but it was something that they very clearly wanted to win as a group. They were really dialed in, and I think having sort of that tangible thing to focus them was really helpful and bring out the best in themselves. But also, they were expending a lot of energy. In particular, LeBron was expending the type of energy that he is not at this stage of his career used to doling out that much in early and mid-December. Just because for practical reasons, where he is at this stage of his career, he needs to be you know, pacing himself. And he hasn't been. And everybody, I think, has looked tired to some degree. But I think LeBron in particular has looked very tired. And you know, in certain respects, because of the control LeBron has over this offense and over everything they do, if he doesn't have, you know, if he doesn't have the necessary energy, I think it's going to be felt for everyone. Um, and also, too, like they have been traveling a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, like Mike Trudell, a friend of both of ours, does uh, sideline reporting for the Lakers television broadcasts. He every year does a schedule piece when when the Lakers it gets released and a couple things that he noted heading into this year that I think we're starting to see the effects of a the Lakers have more back-to-backs this year than last year but also too in terms of tracking rest like how much rest you have in between games uh, amount of time you know days in between games stuff like that the Lakers were at a really big rest disadvantage this year that they were going to be the way the this formula figures it out, they're going to be tired more often than rested. And I think we're seeing that on top of the in-season tournament, that energy expended that you never know what it's going to feel like till after you do it. They look like a group right now that is dying for like a week off mm-hmm. to mentally and physically recharge, and they're not getting it. That ain't okay, so, so then this is my question. Did the in-season tournament, just simply put, did it hurt the Lakers? Did, did the in-season tournament that if they're going to expend that much energy in a tournament that, listen, this is just my opinion, is literally meaningless. There's no meaning to it, in my opinion, other than those regular season, they count towards your regular season schedule. So just winning those games is advantageous because of that. But if we're sitting here and we're talking about how they're 1-4 and four since then, and LeBron is saying, well, go look at the Indiana Pacers, who I think are 1-4, and 1-5, whatever they are, since the in-season tournament as well. Is it as simple as, well, the Lakers then just from an executive decision, if you're trying to comprehend in your own mind what's more important at this stage of the, uh, of the, uh, of the season, is winning this in-season tournament or just, hey, let's pace ourselves. This, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. I almost feel like the way you're explaining it, which I think is the right way to explain it, and listening to some of the other quotes that have uh, have come up since the Lakers won this thing, it's been a detriment to them that they they went all in the way they did in December. Well, I mean, we won't know until April and hopefully beyond. You know what I mean? Like if if by the middle of January the Lakers have turned things around and they look like the form that we saw in the in-season tournament, they were able to sustain it, then it was just a bump where they were tired. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is one of those things, like, in similar to how we're not going to truly know what the in-season tournament means. Because like you said, it means nothing to you, and I get that it means nothing to you. But it meant something to them, the guys playing it, and it meant a lot to players around the league because you could see there were a lot of teams who wanted to win it. But as far as what the thing actually means – 
we're really not going to know for five to ten years when it either becomes a part of NBA culture or doesn't. Like, it's one of those things you don't know until the future. Mm-hmm. What this means for the Lakers, I don't know. Because the season doesn't end at the at the end of December. You know what I mean? Like, in certain respects, what it means, we're not going to know until we see whether or not they get through it. And how this one-in-four stretch ultimately affects them for the season as a whole. If they still end up finishing, getting into the playoffs with a decent seat or whatever, then I would say it doesn't mean anything. Just be more prepared for it next year. So the, the, here's the you're not wrong in anything you just said, but all we can do is assess of what's just happened, right? And oh, it's kicking their ass right now. If that's what you're asking me, and, 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 and that's and, and AK, that's my point. My point is, is that you're right. Listen, maybe the Lakers go on a five game winning streak, which I think we both with Minnesota, OKC, and Boston coming up. That's probably not going to be happening. But all I can really just assess is based off of. They win this in-season tournament, and now in these five games, it's not like people are saying, you know what, look, Lakers have just had a couple bad shooting nights, which they have. But it's more of the conversation of they look tired, they look like they spent uh, a lot of their energy towards the in-season tournament. So in a month from now, you're right, there's going to be more clarity. In two months from now, even more clarity. And if they end up being a four or five seed in the Western Conference, then who the hell cares You know, at that stage? Um, but I, I do find it interesting. I didn't think this was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't think that the way they were playing, if I'd have told you after the in-season tournament, this is the next five games that you have. If I'd have said, hey, they're going to go four and one, you'd be like, wow, what a great stretch. And they're going to go three and two. Okay, hey, that sounds about right. You got two against San Antonio. You got a, a, a Chicago team that apparently has become the 96 Bulls since Zach Levine is They out. are 7 and 3 for people unaware <laughs> counting yesterday's win over the Lakers they're 7 yeah. and 3 since yeah. Zach Levine sat you know he he shelved with an injury right now mm-hmm. which by the way is the worst thing in the world for the Zach Bulls. Levine <laughs> it's well it's bad for Zach Levine's trade value but it's also bad though like sure. if you're looking to salary dump if you're looking to salary dump uh, Zach Levine, which you might have to do, part of the rationale where you sell it to fans is, well, this season isn't going anywhere, therefore we're looking to retool and rebuild. Yep. But if all of a sudden you look good the minute you're getting rid of Zach Levine, <laughs> then fans are like, well, why are we salary dumping? Like, why are we just going to toss this season away? Like, it, this is not good for Chicago in certain respects. Well, it's funny. So yesterday, um, Jamal Collier, who covers the Bulls for ESPN, he yeah. hopped on the pregame show. And he was – and Michael kind of had asked the same question. This is before the game, right? This is before they won another one without Zach Levine. And it was, why are they winning without Zach Levine? And he said there's kind of like a little bit of a spark. The ball moves more. They're more free. There's So I think to kind of hit on some of the points that you're talking about where – it's not the best look for the Chicago Bulls, especially it's not like it's an expiring contract for Zach Levine. It's oh, not like no. there's, you know, there's <laughs> no, it, it is anything it, but expiring, anything but expiring. So I, I think that's uh, that's an interesting point to, to bring up. And, and I know that that wasn't even kind of the angle that I was going at. It was more that I thought over these five games that they just played, there were some favorable games there. That if you walked away three and two, let's say with the Knicks, okay, yeah, Lakers will win at home, but they'll probably lose in New York. You split that. At Chicago, looked like a favorable matchup. Two against the Spurs. I know Braun didn't play in one. AD and D'Lo and Cam didn't play in another. But 
as the dust has settled here, it's not like I could sit here and tell you, well, they're going to be fine. This is just a bad little – I don't know who they are. They're, they're four or five games below 500 in non-in-season tournament games. When will you know who they are? When is it going to super worry you if you don't know who they are? Is it in January if they go to the traded line? Is it – or is it just kind of like you're going to have to see what this team forms into come February? Because – Last year, we had no idea who the Lakers were at this point in time, or you kind of did. Oh, no, no. We had a really good idea <laughs> As who they, they were. bad. <laughs> they we knew were exactly bad. who they were. But then they changed. They morphed, and they got to the Western Conference Finals. So when is it going to be incredibly worrisome? For me, I need to see what they look like with the roster the same for a, for a stretch. Like During, during the play in the in-season tournament and, and what was leading up to it, beyond the fact that the Lakers were playing really well – it was also a string where they had all the same guys. Consistency. There was consistency. Like, you know, during this period, Alan, you mentioned like against San Antonio, they didn't have LeBron one game. They didn't have AD, D'Lo, and Reddish for the other game. Sure. They just got Gabe Vincent back, mm-hmm. which hopefully big picture is a good thing, but that means reintegrating Gabe Vincent. Like, Jared Vanderbilt seems to be like he's on some type of minutes limit. Yeah, he does. He always seems to be re-aggravating something, so it limits the amount you can use him. I think Darvin Ham is often too reluctant to play Rui more minutes than he should be, but I do think this factor of playing in this mask, which is clearly bothering him, like I think he can't see, I think it's distracting for him, but that's limiting the amount Rui can be used beyond, again, what I think is Darvin's just, I think he runs hot and cold on Rui, but there isn't real consistency right now with the group. Like That's part of what you need to build something is just that familiarity with each other. Like Reeves talked after the game, there's a lot that they need to relearn right now, hmm. but they have to do it all in real time. Like they, you know, they don't ever get to practice. They're playing a lot of back to backs. Like there, there's not a lot of time to do this beyond just either film sessions, talking amongst themselves, or figuring out the best version of yourself in real time in a game. That's not ideal. So I'm going to answer a question when we come back because I do have some concerns that are not a month down the road, two months down the road. I think there's some concerns that we could talk about just today as we sit here and the Lakers getting ready to play Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to read off that Derek Fisher quote when we come back. And AK, I know we were talking in the prep. Um, D'Angelo Russell, some of your uh, concerns there, and I'm sure concerns for a lot of Laker fans. We'll do all that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sliwa show, AK in the house, 710 ESPN. All right, guy. I know this um, is a very calming song going yeah. on right now, but yeah. I was I was fired oh, up Christmas last song. night. <laughs> it was a Christmas song. It was a Christmas song. But <laughs> last night, so uh, those who listen to the show often know that I am I love Survivor. I'm a big fan of Survivor, and so the season finale happened yesterday. And mm-hmm. you know, I was texting my friends about it. I was super excited, but I wanted to tweet about it or see what like the discussion was about the show on Twitter. I opened up my Twitter. Twitter's not working. Twitter is not refreshing. Nothing's happening. It's down. It's down for an entire hour, which is like the peak because I had to stay off Twitter oh, because I didn't Jesus. want to get any spoilers, guys. You know, you know, you don't want to spoil Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. so I didn't get any spoilers. And so I was trying to get all my like fan interaction on on hashtag Survivor. And I was very upset, so it ruined my night. Did you wait? Did you just wait till it, to eventually come back <laughs> and do everything? It eventually came back, and I, I didn't tweet anything, but I did. I have been sending my friends, uh, you know, tweets that are funny and engaging for my friends that are Survivor fans this morning. But it was, it was a, it was a tough time. You know, okay, guys, I, feel bad for me. I wanna, I wanna compliment. <laughs> 
I want to compliment myself for a quick second. I didn't even know it was down. Listen, I think there are certain platforms where if you said, hey, if you don't have this for 24 hours, I'll give you mine. Mine is YouTube. I'm, I, I use YouTube so much. I consume so much from YouTube. If YouTube's out for 24 hours, that I'm noticing and feeling. And listen, I know Twitter. Twitter, obviously, because we do the shows, so we're active on Twitter. It's a lot of ten- information still, even though Twitter isn't what you used to be. There's still a lot of information on it. Still a lot of information. But AK, if, is there any of these? If, if one of these platforms is down, are you? can you really notice? Are you using them that often? I noticed the Twitter thing yesterday. Um, but it was in part because it happened a little bit after the Laker game ended. So there was a couple things that I, I was going to send out. And then all of a sudden, it, it I couldn't tell if it was my feed was down right. or everything was down. Yeah, my friend texted me. He's like, hey, is your Twitter not working too? And I was it, like, oh. it was very weird. It wasn't like the app wasn't working at all. Right. It just felt like it felt like my feed wasn't working. As it turns out, everybody <laughs> yeah. individually felt like their feed wasn't working. Yeah, but it's not like you couldn't pull up Twitter. Like, it, yeah, it was a very confusing glitch. It wouldn't well, refresh. Yeah, and what's yes. weird is once Twitter came back up, I saw. I don't know if you guys saw AK's first tweet. He blamed one of the political parties. I don't want to. I don't want to mention which side he blamed, but it's crazy to me, AK, that you would just went straight to politics on this. So, Al, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I'm finding your story a little bit. I'm not buying it. Okay, so okay. you say you're in quote unquote San Diego, and then you also right. say that you didn't right. quote unquote notice that Twitter went down. Right. This all seems to be coming back sure. to maybe you had something to do with this. Maybe your secret <laughs> agentness had something to do with this. That you didn't want someone tweeting about what you were doing, so right. you shut down Twitter so that we all couldn't experience. It. Is that what's you're, happening, Al? You're on to me, Em. You're okay, on to me. Okay, I'm just, Where, I'm just Wherever it's there. going, you're on to me, and I got nothing from there. I got nothing from there. Okay, so, AK, you, you put up um, – when, when when you guys post for, for Locked On Lakers, do you guys post in the morning or do you guys post after the game? Well, for this show that's uh, available five days a week, anywhere you get your podcasts, Al, Correct. never behind a paywall, mm-hmm. there's also a YouTube component. What? Correct. Yeah, yes. there is. There is yes. a YouTube that's component. That's crazy. It's just for you, Alan. Well, yeah. I mean, seriously, <laughs> if Alan could not get his Locked On Lakers through YouTube because YouTube went down, he yep. wouldn't know what to do with himself. But generally speaking, we... We look if it's a non game day, we record when we just can record. Sure. Like when sure. it works for both of our schedules. Mm-hmm. On a game night, we look to record as quickly after the game as we can to get at minimum the, the YouTube reaction. version of the show mm-hmm. up as quick as we can. Okay, so th- this is why I was asking, and, and I, I don't know how much of the quotes that you're able to catch right after the game when Spectrum's doing their thing mm-hmm. or some or the players, but here's a quote yesterday from uh, Derek Fisher, and he's doing Spectrum Sportsnet. He says, I think there's a reason why you wait until the end of the season to celebrate a championship. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought that was – and, and – uh, this could just be somebody who I mean, you could you could call it. There's two sides to this. Some people who are, hey, the in-season tournament, awesome. This is great. And then there might be others right now sitting back and saying, wait, did that actually affect the Lakers? What do you take of that quote when you hear D. Fish say that? OK, look, I, I understand where Fish is coming from. I don't think it really has unless they exhausted themselves during the celebration. Like they went so crazy popping that champagne and jumping up and down that they literally tired themselves out. I don't see them right now as a team 
that is like fat and happy from the IST and all cocky and feels like they got this season all sewed up, they look exhausted. Like they look mentally and physically fried right now because they played so hard at a time where a lot of guys, particularly LeBron, aren't used to doing that. Sure, you're they not putting the, your foot down on the gas. Yeah. Right, they had an extra game on top of it, and it happened to come at a time where they were traveling a lot anyway. So, again, I understand what Fish means. Yeah. I just don't think it really has anything to do with the reasons that they're struggling right now. Like, they don't look dis- – they look like they're not on the same page with each other but they don't look like they're disengaged in games. You know, like like yesterday. No, it's against, not an effort question. It's no, not any I mean, of that. Yesterday stuff, against you know? Chicago, I mean, they they came out looking really energized. Like LeBron, who I've said a few times now, looks they have very seven tired. of the first nine, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yep. I mean, like D'Lo has been a shell of himself over the last you know several games, and particularly last night against the Bulls, where he looked like he frankly was just trying to stay out of the way, but. He doesn't look complacent. He looks lost. I mean, you you can argue about mm. which is worse, but I don't think Delo's out there looking like, hey, man, I got an IST medal, baby. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. And and I I don't know if and we'll we'll get into Delo right now because I think that's an interesting conversation itself. I, I think Derek Fisher. What I I think the meaning of what he's saying is there's nothing to celebrate in December, right? And I think that. That ultimately is, I think, what he's talking about. And I'm going to go back to a point you made earlier. This is new for everybody. Right. So I'm sure there are a lot of teams looking at the first go-around of the in-season tournament saying, okay, well, that's interesting. Now we have a little bit more information Mm -hmm. that we didn't have before the seasons before the tournament started i'm sure there are teams probably looking at well that's odd why are the lakers and the pacers struggling after after getting to the finals in the in-season this is new for everybody so i'm sure there's going to be adjustments as we go the delo portion of it if you told me yesterday d'angelo russell did not play in the game i would believe you <laughs> i would and, yeah. and listen he played 28 minutes um Ended up, I think he only took six shots. Four of them were three-pointers. He was 0 for 4, had two points in the game. And you're right about his last couple of games. I mean, he's looked – lost is the right word because I think at times one of the things that I always hope for from D'Angelo Russell, and I'm I'm not trying to compare D'Lo to Anthony Davis because there's nothing to compare – but you could tell when D'Lo's aggressive, I don't care if he misses shots. I like when D'Lo's aggressive, right? If, if D'Lo has a – I think he wants to be a facilitator first and a scorer second. Great. That's all good there. But sometimes when I see him just saying, I'm going to go get some buckets. I'm going to be aggressive tonight. I'm going to look for my shot. I'm going to try to get to the basket. I think it's beneficial for the Lakers. Yesterday – again, I go back to this. If you'd have told me he didn't play, I would have believed you, and that's how – that's how uh, unimportant he was in this game. That's how uh, as little as influential as you can possibly be, he was there. What, what did you make of D'Lo? I mean, D'Angelo Russell, whether you're a fan of him, whether you don't like him, and he's always been a really polarizing player. Yes, among, absolutely. Among league execs, among fans. He's always somebody that sharply divides opinion. But whether you like him or don't like him, he is somebody that typically plays with a lot of swagger. And I think some fans think it's unearned swagger, but it's swagger nonetheless. That is part of his personality. 
Like, D'Lo has a cool factor to him. In this game in particular against the Bulls, his body language and demeanor Hmm. was so inward. Like, it it reminded me a lot of what we saw from D'Lo against Denver in the Western Conference Finals, where he clearly had just lost his confidence and was very self-aware of this. And again, against the Bulls, it looked to me like he was actually just trying to stay out of the way. Like there, there's a, and he needs to snap out of this. But like, why? Can I ask you a question, AK? I get it. Maybe the moment was too big. Maybe the Denver Nuggets after games were basically telling the media, "Yeah, we're going right at D'Lo," and and they were working him literally off the court. Why in December against like? I, I get it. That stage that it happened to him. I don't understand it because I think you're 100% right watching yesterday's game. I feel there are some similarities there. Why is that happening against Chicago? Well, I mean, I think, look, at the risk of psychoanalyzing D'Lo, he just now became trade eligible and he signed a contract that was specifically designed to be trade flexible because he waived that um, implied no trade clause. D'Lo has essentially to have a a a player option. Yes, right. And D'Lo has essentially spent his entire career on the block. He know he knows what this period is. I think he's aware of it. If I had to guess, because he he's he was entering a bit of a slump anyway. But ever since around this period, it's starting to become more pronounced. And look, these guys are human, and especially when I think in his case he wants to be here. I get a real sense that he wants to stay here. He mm-hmm. wants to, you know, finish finish out at least some of what he started before getting traded the first time around. And he's hyper aware, he's especially going to Chicago, you know, where he's rumored to be eventually sent. Mm-hmm. Like I it wouldn't shock me at all if this is a factor. I don't think it is entirely it, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is a Notable factor. I hope tonight, by the way, in Minnesota, that he gets booed. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all if the fans boo him. And I hope they do. Not even because I think he deserves it, because I think he needs something that will just snap him, wake him yes, up, take like, it personal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, something like we, we saw recently, the Bruce Brown thing. It's that good, really, it's that, a great example. That got to D Lo. That mm-hmm. bothered him. And it brought something good out of him. Like, he, he needs something to snap him back to that just that confident personality. Like, even if he doesn't play well, I want to see him playing with confidence. He he has no confidence over the last few games, and again, especially last night in Chicago. The, the Lakers need him to play well. Yeah, it, it's uh, not only do they need him to play well, there is a little bit of, listen, for, for you want D'Angelo Russell to play well just because you want D'Lo to help your team, and you obviously have invested into D'Angelo Russell, hopefully to try to stack up some Ws, and the Lakers need him to. On the other side of it as well, if you're going to eventually trade D'Angelo Russell, and I know there's a lot of factors that goes into it. I know that maybe some of it could be, well, teams are just trying to get rid of guys with big contracts a la Zach Levine, or whatever circumstances out there. But this is obviously helping nobody and certainly not helping D'Angelo Russell playing as bad as he's uh, played here over this uh, this this little stretch here, and certainly yesterday as well. I mean, look, if you don't have any interest in D'Lo long-term, you want him, if you're going to acquire him just to dump other salary, you want him playing well enough that he feels confident to opt out of his current deal. Hmm. 
Like if if Delo feels like his trade value or that or his market value, I should say, has depressed, then he's yeah. likely to opt into a deal that the other team may not want him for. It won't have any choice, right? To hold on yep. to the the eighteen yep. or eighteen and a half that yeah. he's going to be making. Okay, hey, did you see coming up next? And then coming up at eleven, uh, the Rams. I think are in a fantastic position to make the playoffs. DeMarco Farr is going to join us at 11.15. We'll break down the uh, Rams getting ready for Thursday night football against the Saints. We'll do that at 11 o'clock. But hey, did you see with Laura coming up next? Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, AK in the house, 710 ESPN. All right, what's going on, Laura? What do we got over there? Sorry, guys. I don't know who starts this. I'm like, is it me? Is it you guys? No, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you, uh, you take over from here. All right. Well, so I was uh, up this morning and I couldn't sleep, so I came across some very interesting stories. One of them being, would you guys drink a wastewater, toilet water, as your drinking water? That should right. be a quick no. Wastewater, well, I mean, toilet water. You know what? Okay, can, it was such you... an obvious no, Laura, that I was waiting yeah. for like the context. You know, zombie apocalypse. Like, <laughs> no. So apparently, you know what? I'm a yes. I'm a yes on this one. I was waiting. Why, yes, for a it's quick, what I order like, every no. time I go to the fanciest of restaurants. No, I was waiting for a very quick no. That did not happen here. Uh, that didn't hit right. But uh, <laughs> California okay's a new rules for turning wastewater, toilet water into drinking water. They're actually the second state to do this because we're very drought prone. Um, when I read that, I was like, yeah, absolutely not. And and restaurants or whoever is going to be using this recycled water have to tell you if they're doing so. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm in, guys. Like, I, I don't think I would be okay Okay, all right. So I don't want to be the first one. Right, AK. Like I don't want to be the, <laughs> the I don't want to be the project of this. And and hey, let's see how Al feels in a week or so. But if it just becomes, yeah, no, this is what they do. They filter it. It goes through the filtration that it needs, and it becomes more and more common. I'm okay with it. We're not I'm drinking right. uh, feces. No. We're no, not we're drinking not. urine. We're drinking water. I, this, it's one of those things where I want to know what the process yes. is. Like, I, I want to know exactly how this works, because if it uh, is- Brita. They just used one of the Brita's. <laughs> <laughs> they had to replace the filter it. every six months or whatever. That's Buy it. stock in Brita right now, because it is about to go through the roof, baby. <laughs> no, like, I, I want to know how this works, because if it is actually safe, like, it would be good for the state and, largely speaking, the planet, if we could actually figure out a way to do this, because- Water shortage is a real yep. looming crisis yep. for the world. Like, remember in succession, and clean water, clean Connor, water. Connor Roy wanted to control the water. He knew that water was currency. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they actually do this in uh, Colorado. So they we again we, hippies. <laughs> <laughs> we would be the second state, but just the you know the the clickbait of they the, didn't well, tell me gonna, the water was that when when I was in Colorado. Really? So maybe I was drinking. Uh, you, you already know, started, kind of Em. Yeah. You started for us. I didn't care. It was great. So they have to. So that I get it. You know, you have to mention it, but it's also going to be the presentation. Like if you're saying if you're at a restaurant, it's like hey, just want you to know. <laughs> 
Is it like announcing that you're a pedophile? It's like you have to go a, around whoa. to every person in the neighborhood and say, hey, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a sex offender or whatever. Or is it going to be something like in the corner of are, the Are you saying this water menu? is going to end up like on Megan's list? I'm just, I'm just let, I'm, I'm, the question is, do they have to say, the waiter have to say, hey, yeah. this is our recycled water? I would or think is so. it going to be in the corner of the menu saying, hey, we use recycled water? Well, they, they offer yeah. you, That's a good point, They actually. offer you flat, sparkling, or waste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't, I think because we just got introduced to it, they haven't figured out all the regulations of what's going to happen. You know what but it's I like. Do think it's you know what it's like, Laura. Room. It's like when you walk into a restaurant, and the restaurants that have the A grade, it's right in front of you, right? Uh huh. Ones that have a B grade, it's like behind the printer. It's you know they, <laughs> w they like, grade. <laughs> they find they find a way to hide it a little bit. Um, have you guys been to Catalina Island? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. when I went. I don't know if this is a normal thing, but at least at the time, they didn't have any tap water. You couldn't get any tap water at any of the restaurants. You had to get bottled water. That's the only option that you mm-hmm. had. So maybe that also might be what it kind of turns into. Again, I hope that this is a viable thing because I think yeah. it would actually be helpful. Like Alan said, I, I, I need need I, some other folks I to try I wish they never yeah. told us. I wish they just did it and never told us because then we would never know. I don't know. I'd rather not know. I'd rather live in night. Listen, I'm with you. If I'm if somebody's coming to me and the presentation is, hey, I just want you to know this came out of urinal at one point, but now it's fine. It's like, well, I don't. I'd rather just filter the Let's damn thing and some, then Captain. get it my way. <laughs> Let's see you sip. I yeah, I definitely think we're there's going to be strict regulations, and obviously others. Uh, Another state which M was in, so she may or may not have tried set wastewater. I'm still here. <laughs> She's still here and kicking, so we're good. So, anyways, did you? Um, hey, did you see that In and Out actually has two new drinks on their menu? So what? they, yeah, <laughs> one is wastewater. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not. By the way, I love In and Out, and I want some right now. Yeah, it's great. I've been craving In and Out for a while. Anyways, so they have cherry coke. Mm-hmm. Was is now one of the uh, options and mm. pink. I mean, they've had pink lemonade, so I don't know why that one's considered new. But it's a. Uh, I think it's like a light pink lemonade and cherry coke. So are you guys in for the cherry coke, or are you guys are like, yeah, I didn't really care. Okay, let, let me actually say that I haven't had cherry coke in so freaking long. It's great. But the moment you say cherry coke, I'm thinking of like. Age 15, I used to love cherry Coke. So the fact that that's one of the flavors that's coming in and out actually makes sense, right? Like it's not just a random, random – that one sounds very strategic – I'm I'm all in. Yeah, I, I would definitely have some cherry coke. Uh, I think it's a great idea for In and Out. I think it will be popular. I am personally not a huge soda drinker, and in particular, I don't really love the taste of cola. Like, Are you like a Pepsi I like, guy? No, I, I col- Pepsi is also cola. Yeah. So well, any of sort of soft drink, you're not a fan. I, of. I like Sprite. Okay, so you like light colored soft drinks. Yes, yeah, okay. for the most part. Like or I like I like club soda. Like I I like mm. sort of like the more neutral. Um, I don't. I like it. Mm. <laughs> that was disapproval. <laughs> I like flavored sparkling water. I just I don't love a lot of soda is just too sweet for me. Okay, so I I'm a big fan of the cherry coke. It's great. So if you guys had to add one thing to the In and Out menu, what would you add? I personally would add either chicken nuggets or chicken tenders because I would love to get my burger and some chicken nuggets or chicken tenders with it. I know mm. that probably would denigrate the brand of the burger only place, but mm. if I had no, add one um, thing, no. but, that would but be em, But Em, I, I will tell you this, I, and I think that's whatever they would add, they would do it right. So that that's 100%. like the, so that it, whether it's a, it's a, if they added, hey, we're going to add a chicken sandwich to our menu, they're going to do it right. 
whether they're adding chicken nuggets, they're going to do it right. So I think whatever In-N-Out adds, they're going to do it right. You guys saw, Em, I know we talked about it. Did you guys see that the Idaho. new location mm-hmm. Yeah, in Idaho, how long the wait was? Eight hours. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and you know what's kind of funny? It's like, I get it. Like In-N-Out for somebody who's never had it before or here it is, it's entering a different state. They just freaking do it right, and all the pub that they have feels like to be the right. Feels like it's the right. Would pub. you add anything, Al or Andy? There's a part of me that says don't add anything because I mm. think part of what makes it in and out is the, the simplicity. simplicity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like from a, like from a marketing branding standpoint, I actually think it would be a mistake yeah. for them to add something, regardless of whether or not they did it well. So I'm inclined to say no. I would like them to add the Whopper. <laughs> Give me some yes. bacon. Yeah, some loaded fries. That's bacon. not a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah add it to the burger. Yeah, some yeah, like accessories avocado. for the burger. Yeah. yeah, I think that. I think you hit on it, Laura. Thank Expand you. the range within the yes. burger. Yeah. Give me the bacon. If they came out and said Gator we're tots? introducing a burrito, I'd be like, it makes sense. In and Out can do anything <laughs> they want. If I and suggested, it will freaking be successful. If I suggested like Beyond or Impossible, would I get shot? <laughs> like if somebody said no, you're fine. vegan. But you might. Mm. You might. That's Monty's, bro. That also Monty's. might be a yeah. factor cap later on. So. Oh, could be. Uh, okay. There you go. Okay. Um, should the Rams be satisfied where they're sitting today? I thought there were some interesting quotes yesterday that Emily pulled, Emily pulled from Matt Stafford. The Rams are about to take on um, the Saints. Both teams are sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. Personally, for me, I don't think it's going to be much of a game tonight. I think the Rams are rolling, and I think they're going to show it on national TV tonight as well. We'll talk about the Rams coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeva Show, AK in the House, 710 ESPN.